Hello everybody and welcome back to Hit The Post. This is the first of our Royal Ascot previews where we will be previewing day one and day two of the prestigious event. We are back after a short break. Harry got ill on purpose and scuppered all the plans for the Epsom preview, but hopefully he's feeling better now. How are you, Harry? Uh, yeah, getting there, mate. Getting there. On the uh, long old road to recovery. I had the, uh, what's, what's commonly known as man flu. <laughs> you certainly sound a lot better anyway. Um Cheers, I did have to write a short summary for Epsom, um, but thankfully I banged in a couple of winners, including Corazon Espinado at 12 to 1. So if any listeners decided they wanted to read for a change, I hope some of you got on and made yourself a little bit of cash. Uh, without further ado, we'll crack on with the Ascot action. Um, Harry, do you want to get us started with the Queen Anne? Uh, yeah, to be honest, I don't anticipate it was, it's going to take that long. Um, no. Nope. <laughs> Paris player wins. Um and I know we mentioned last time in the lockage um, that we would play the Palace Pier Lope Fernandez straight forecast. Um, I'm actually going to give that another chance. It looks as if it's going to be rattling fast ground, and Lope Fernandez should should relish that. And I think he'll be better on a sort of round mile. So I'm more than happy to to give him a chance because he 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 hated the ground last time out. Even if you wanted to uh, play, I think the biggest about is 12 to one at the minute. Um, each way that's solid. Uh, my bet would be Palace Pier, Lopi Fernandez in a straight forecast. You'll probably get about five to two on the day. You're a hell of a lot more forgiving than me, that's for sure. Once one horse loses money, I find it very hard to back him a second time. It was really bad ground though in the lockage. Yeah, I guess, but um, I, I don't think that'll be with him this time. I, I'd be more inclined to be of Order of Australia, and I know that he's half of a price. But he's a Breeders' Cup winner, and he looks a different animal after stepping down to a mile, after being campaigned all the middle distances. Um, Aidan won this with Circus Maximus on his reappearance last year, so I don't see any reason why Order of Australia can't follow suit. I'm, I'm not going to back him, uh, but if it was a match bet between the two Aidan O'Brien runners, then I'd, be, I'd rather be with him. It, it should be a procession for Palace Pier, shouldn't it? So you've just got to really look elsewhere for... Uh, for the value, for the each way value. And I've found two greys that I like um, in Top Rank and Lord Glitters. I think that Top Rank ran a really nice race in the lock-ins to finish third. But the one that I will probably play on the day, especially considering you're probably going to get extra places in the, with some bookies, I'd go with Lord Glitters. He was five lengths behind Top Rank in the lock but he much prefers Ascot. He's got a great record at, on the straight mile, and he has won this race in the past. So I think that... Uh, 25 to 1 best price, Lord Glitters is a nice each way shout. Um, yeah. He's just he's had just, a very productive winter in Dubai as well, mopping up another group one to add to his CV. Just to mop in here, you're uh, 1 0 over me at the minute. I've still got a foggy brain. I completely thought that this um, the Queen Anne was ran on the round mile. Well, that's <laughs> palace, isn't it? So. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm still still happy with Lope Fernandez, but I, I do think in future a round mile would um would suit the horse better. I think yeah, a straight it, mile. It certainly suited him at Lepton Town, didn't it? Yeah, no, I, th- I I agree with you. I think Lord Glitters is quite overpriced. I think 25 to one's about, isn't it? So yeah, I, I'd probably have him fourth favourite to be honest, maybe fifth favourite behind Top Rank. Um, obviously Tilsit ran a nice race last time out behind. Um, Skeletti, but he's dropping back down in trip to a mile, and I think the the horse in third, Myobron, he's stepping up to one mile two in the Prince of Wales. Um, another mention in this race would be Accidental Agent. I'm not going to back him. I don't think that he'll win. It would be quite remarkable if he won this, though, wouldn't it? 
after uh, I don't think he's has he won a race since he Ooh. won the Queen Anne. That's some trivia. I to be honest with you, I'll stick my neck on on the line. I actually don't think he has. No, um, he, he hasn't. Lord I've Glitter, just checked. Yeah, yeah, that was a crazy race. I, I still can't believe that he won that. Um, he's been a grand old servant, but I can't see him getting his head in front in, in this if, if he finished fourth and a Newbury handicap on his seasonal reappearance. Um, and the other one that I'd like to give a mention to is Sir Busker, who could have possibly won the QE2 last year if he didn't veer off off the track and decide to just disappear out of camera shot until he crossed the line. He's, he's a horse that I do quite like, but he was very disappointing in France last time out. So he's not a backable proposition for me here. Fair enough. That's Palace Pier then uh, for the second procession of the afternoon. Yep. And Lord Glitters will finish in the places, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Uh, we'll move on to the commentary. I'll let you get started because I know you love your two-year-old races. I do, I do yeah. Um I'm actually, if anyone's interested, in the mud anti-post as well. I, I really fancied uh, Dr. Zemp for this. Um, had him at about 8, 9 to 1 and just realised that he's been taken out. So that's uh, my main fancy for the commentary gone, which you'll, which you'll <laughs> either be... ruined. Yeah, literally. You'll either be pleased or disappointed with that. Um, there's been a lot of talk about um, Wesley Ward's horse. Do you, want, do you want to try and pronounce it for me? Sure, it's just coffee maker, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. Coffee maker, spelled very interesting. Coffee maker. Yeah, yeah, something <laughs> like that. Um, I mean, he won well and he's worked well. I've seen the video of his um, Keeneland gallop. Um, his? Her. His? <laughs> it's it's a filly. It's, it's, we're in the Coventry. Yeah, that's what I thought. Hello. Hello. Interesting. So she gets some weight then. Uh, yeah, three pounds. But yeah. Um. I've seen her Keeneland gallop. Uh, it was quite impressive, but the form of her maiden isn't great at all. Um, I don't think any of the horses that she beat that day have actually even placed since. Um, so that would concern me. And even even being a filly in the Coventry, that's it's it's taken me aback. It's um it's, it's frowned upon. I, I'm not very happy. Why, why has Wesley done this? He's um, ruined. He's ruined the race for traditionalists. Yeah, it. I, I did a bit of digging. And I couldn't find a filly that has ever won this race. And to add insult to injury, after you've not given her a vote of confidence, Kevin Blake on the ATR preview last night did actually say that Wesley Ward is zero from eighteen with horses over six furlongs at Royal Ascot. All of his Royal Ascot winners have been over five furlongs. Bound for nowhere. Yeah, must have won over five furlongs. Are you sure? Well, uh, don't don't quote me. Quote Kevin I'm Blake. I'm Kevin that's, Blake. That, yeah. That's where I've got it from. I might so... have to look this one up. But to be <laughs> honest with you, I I wouldn't have a clue as it stands. Um, I'd I'd be quite keen on Ebro River. I think he might hit a place, but like he's he's had several runs now and he's just looked so green. Um, it depending on how he is in the paddock beforehand, if he's like coltish and on his toes i probably won't have a bet but if he's nice and relaxed um i, I will and I, he's the first crop of galileo gold as well so it's nice to see him have a good one and i don't think they were particularly well received at the sales and by breeders so if uh if he's looking good on the day physically um, i might have a, a a little pun on him at nine to one yeah um well you've just stolen my thunder ebro river was the one that i was gonna 
put up there, nice. really. But yeah, he won a listed race on soft at Sandown by 3.25 lengths. I don't know why I've just said 3.25. That's what I've written it down as, but it was three and a quarter yeah. lengths. And he was hanging a tr- across the track for the last like half a furlong. Um, but he did beat a useful type or two in the form of Novello and Chipotle. So I think that he'll improve for the step up in trip. Um, he wasn't stopping. He galloped all the way through the line. And he would be my selection for this. I do quite like Gisburn. I, I like him quite a bit. He won it very uh, very easily last time out. So I'd be wary of him. Uh, the trainer of Go Bears Go has been quite bullish about him. But the, the form of his debut isn't really working out very well. Um, I think Fall of Rome was in second. And he was a 4-11 to favourite who got beat at Goodwood. Um, and then... You've got to be wary of Aidan O'Brien in this race, obviously, haven't you? Um, he sends Cadamosto and the Acropolis. I, I think that Amalfi Coast might be heading elsewhere. Um, but of those two, I'd probably be with the Acropolis, um, the Churchill Colt. He was impressive last time out after coming fourth on soft ground, which he might not have liked. Um, and Cadamosto has only run the once on the Dundalk or weather surface he's been a non-runner more times than he's actually ran so that concerned me he's perhaps quite a fussy horse he needs everything to fall right for him so of the Aidan O'Brien duo I'd be with the Acropolis um, and Ebro River is an each way shout they're, they're both 9 to 1 10 to 1 very nice I'll go with, um, I'll go with the Acropolis just because you said Ebro River also I'm gonna put the uh, nail in Kevin Blake's head here. Mm-hmm. He it wasn't bound for nowhere. Um, it was undrafted. He won the Diamond Jubilee. I knew he had a winner over six. Yeah, very good. Why so, don't you, you go and tweet him? <laughs> uh, I'm not. I'm not about Twitter beef. Yeah, I'll just, prove I'll, his I'll stats wrong. Well, oh, they're horrific. <laughs> I, they so I, I wouldn't be worried if you're a stats man because he does have one on the board. Um, but I'm. I'm pretty annoyed still that he's got a filly in the Coventry. He's, yeah, he's he's getting a winner with a filly over six furlongs this year anyway when Campanelle wins the Commonwealth Cup but we'll get to that in a future pod. Um, I just want to... Go pasta. <laughs> See what you, <laughs> you can edit that one out. <laughs> no, I'm going to keep that in so everyone knows how much of a mug you are. Oh, <laughs> um, going back to the Coventry really quick because I know that we had a small discussion in the group chat this morning about the, uh, the Clive Cox horse Katora and the form of vintage clarets that's tied in with um, the winner today. Love de Vega, is it? Yes. So vintage clarets beat her by two lengths when giving her four pounds, when giving him four pounds, I should say. And Katora is a Memas cult trained by Clive Cox, who was very awkward on his debut. He was really heavily backed against Forza Brazil, who's a very fancy horse from the George Bowie yard. And he just didn't seem to handle the dip that day, but he ran really nicely at Bath, won quite effortlessly um, when sent off an odds-on favourite. And I think that some people, I won't name names, <laughs> some people are saying they'd rather be with vintage clarets, but if you put, just put the new market run behind you when it comes to Katora, I think that 33-1 to 1 is a huge price because um, we know how talented Mamas two-year-olds are after events of last year, especially ones trained by Clive Cox. So I, I wouldn't put anyone off Katora at a at a big price at 33s. Was actually so far down the list that I just forgot to mention him. Um, and one of our mates is keen on vintage clarets. Um, yeah. On the farm line through Love to Vega, but I, I'd probably prefer Katora. I've I've just seen something um, something lurking down 
down the uh, betting as well. Um, I was quite taken by Berkshire Shadow last time when he won. Um, I think he needed every inch of the trip that day. He's 20 to 1. Oshin's dropped up. The ball in the stable are in fine form. I like his breeding. Um, to, to be honest with you, as an each way, but I don't think you could go wrong with that. He's actually beaten Gisburn as well, hasn't he? And he's made yeah. Yeah, it was it. That was, I think that was a good maiden. I think that's probably one to keep an eye on going forward throughout the summer as well. Um, but twenty to one, and his form over Gisburn, like, that's a bet. Yeah, realistically, in the two-year-old races, they've all got form. Most of them have form lines through each other by this stage, don't they? Um, and with twenty-nine runners currently entered, you could probably sit here all day and just be like, "Oh, I quite fancy this one." So, so we'll move on quite quickly to the King's Stand, which is possibly another procession on day one of the Royal Meeting. Um, Batash is set to go off as the hot favourite, but he's not had a prep run and he's been slightly injured, according to the trainer. Slightly um, injured. <laughs> yeah, just a small fracture. Yeah. Um, do you reckon he'll win? Um, I don't, I've, I've never been Batash's biggest fan, to be quite honest with you. I know. Or his jockeys. <laughs> hey, no, not all of them. Um, but I don't know. At that price, with the preparation he's had, I I couldn't be taking a bet on Batash, to be quite honest with you. Um, I would look elsewhere. Um, I think one that stands out to me um, is You Better Believe It. Um, it was an awful run last time, but I think the key to him is just lightning fast ground. It's by Kodiak, so we all, we all know that they love a they love a carpet basically. Um, I think he's quite a good uh, a big price. He's beaten Sacred Digital last year. He's third to Golden Power in the Breeders' Cup as well, so he's got bags of pace. Um, the ground's going to be in his favour, but he he's another one where he can often get quite lit up and lively at the start. He blew his chance a few times in the preliminaries, um, so I'll be having a keeping a close eye on him in the lead up to this race because at 14 to 1 most likely there's going to be place offers I think he could be a decent bet but the one I would would say just I'm going to stick my neck on the line the one I'd say is just a horrible price it's just Batash like what is he 6 7 or 4 yeah off this preparation I think he's going to be he's going to have to be at his very best to win because this is um I'd say it's currently quite a weak king stand but with a second eye on it it's ones it's it's just filled with runners that are, are up and coming quite young king stands often have sort of old horses you know where you are with them and often the younger ones can just dominate them this is this is a field full of up and coming sprinters um so on the face of it currently it doesn't look a great renewal but i think in time we'll look back at this and think it was actually one hell of a race um i think you better believe it's probably the value in the prices okay um i i agree with you it's it's a weak renewal but it's better than last year so that's what i'd say um i i think that batash takes all of the beating regardless regardless of his preparation because he is just the best horse in the race and he's beaten several of these already before winter power would concern me after demolishing the field at york to be to be quite honest um and she gets 10 pounds from batash in philly's allowances and three-year-old allowances oxted's back interesting down at five um 
I think that he needs five furlongs after his last couple of runs. He's just mm. not finished his races very strongly, has he? Um, Liberty Beach, she, she's got a bit to find. I, I really like Liberty Beach. She won nicely at Haydock on her reappearance this season, but she was getting the three-year-old allowance and the Phillies allowance last year, and she still couldn't conquer Batash. I, th- I think that something that would be a bit of a worry for Batash is last year when he won this race, basically everybody was running in the King stand as their first run of the season, just because of how the calendar was. Mm. This year, every single horse in the race, except for Kea Morrow, has had a prep run. Um, and Batash, obviously. So that's that's a slight concern. It would uh, be a concern. That's a, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, uh, extravagant kid. It's nice to see the Americans that aren't Wesley Ward come over and have a crack at this. Um, Brian's booked as well, isn't he? Yeah, he won the Alquaz sprint. And what I can't understand, I don't know if you've seen anything about it, but he's actually been gelded since winning that as an eight-year-old. Since winning the Alquaz? Yeah. Wow, okay. Uh, Yeah, no, that is a weird one. That is, like, surely you'd geld them before eight years old, and if they'd won a group one, surely you'd keep them as a stallion. Yeah, I, I can't understand that one. I'm not sure how it'd fare on the back of a gelding operation. He could improve. He, he could take a run to get used to it. Um, so I, I probably wouldn't take a chance on him. Um, one that I would take a chance on, I think that he's a mental price, and some bookies agree because he's 33s in a place and 16s in others. Acklam Express. Mm. Uh, I know that you were on about the other Tinkler horse saying he gets worked up. D- did you see Acklam Express at York? He, he Bag was, of sweat. Yeah, he was literally just sweat on four legs and he lost the race before it even began. I was really, really keen on him that day at York. I had him in like three or four hackers and he just let them all down. <laughs> but with a three-year-old allowance, I fancy him to run a good race if he doesn't lose it before the start. 33 to ones could be huge and I think that some bookies might go four places depending on the amount of runners that we get. It's going to be interesting to see who gets the leg up as well because in the deck Rowan Scott's bottom squats. Yeah, he's got yeah. he's got a tricky couple of rides there. Well, he'd be doing well to ride on both, wouldn't he? Uh, yeah, but like perhaps one of them isn't going or one of them's a spare. Yeah, one of them maybe has uh, other entries. I, I'll check real quick. No, you better believe I, it's only entered in the King's Stand. I do and... think the booking of uh, Brian on the. American horse is interesting as well. And Maven, yeah. I'm not sure why uh, Wesley Ward isn't using Dettori either. So Robert Cowell's beating him to it on Arecibo. I did actually make a note about Arecibo, actually. Let me let me find that. Um, I've just written Arecibo being in here, lol. <laughs> yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Just, what, why is he here? He's, he's not up to this level at all, is he? He, like, he? he was just a place banker in all of the big handicaps last year. That, that's all he was. He, just because Robert Cowell has got him winning a Class 3 handicap at Newmarket and then a Class 2 handicap at Newmarket carrying 10 stone, it doesn't mean that he's going to go and win a King's Stand. They're getting his mark down for another handicap coup. Quite quite possibly, but surely you'd target a bigger handicap than the WSG Sports Signage Handicap, which is only worth 10 grand to the winner. <laughs> like oh. I've just said, only 10 grand. Yeah, why don't you go on the blower? Yeah. For Robert Cowan, give him a ring. See if he want if if he wants you to be his next race planner. He follows me on Instagram actually. I'll just message him. Fair enough. <laughs> Subtle flex. Weird flex. No, yeah. I think he, I think he just follow bots people. To be honest, he's probably unfollowed me because I didn't follow him back. Um, we'll move on to the St James's Palace. We've got 
no danger of a Robert Calhorse being in here since he's just the sprint king. Um, do you want to get started, or shall I? I think you should take the reins on this one. Oh, okay. Well, I think it's a terrible renewal. <laughs> it, I, I don't like it at all. It's really quite disappointing compared to some of the clashes that we've had in the past. Um, Ten to three could be an absolute gift for Poetic Flair, the Guineas winner. I think that Highland Avenue will turn the form around with Mostadaf. Um, he was giving him three pounds at Sandown, wasn't he? Mm. Um, Lucky Vega has run two nice races, but has had a bit to find with Poetic Flair on each of those occasions. I can't have Battleground because Warfronts just don't seem to train on as three-year-olds. Wembley's run two stinkers this year. Labarossa has a bit to find with Poetic Flair and uh, Lucky Vega on the Irish Guineas form, but he could get a little bit closer with the ground being more to his liking. Um, I don't think Maximal's up to this level. Thundermoon's overpriced if you ignore the guineas, and I'm glad that Tactical is stepping up to a mile because I was very confused when they dropped down to six for the Carnarvon. Um, I don't have a lot to say about the others, but Chindit is probably going to be my each-way play at a best price of nine to one. He is as short as six to one, and I think that that's his right price. I would have Chindit as the third favourite behind Poetic Flair and Lucky Vega, just based on his form. Um, he was fifth in the guineas, which we've all said isn't great form, but surely it's got to be better than the listed Heron stakes at, at Sandown. So, Poetic Flair to win and Chinda each way for me. Well, to be honest with you, mate, you've taken all the words out of my mouth. It's a horrible renewal, isn't it? Considering yeah. we've had clashes like Ortar, De Gurkha, Galileo Gold, Kingman, Glen Eagles, Churchill, Frankel, Camphor Cliffs, Palace Pier even last year. That was a good renewal. Um, it, Master Craftsman, Henry the Navigator, it's god awful this year. But uh, to carry on with you stealing the words out of my mouth, um, Shinde is most definitely the bet in this. He's he is massively overpriced. I can agree with you. And to be honest, I think it's gospel now that he just doesn't handle Newmarket. And if you take out his Newmarket runs, he's unbeaten. Yeah, very true. And he's he, albeit it was over a straight course, but he has won at Ascot. Yeah, exactly. Um, like he just does not handle the dip. I think he's too fast, and it gets himself unbalanced. He's not the best. He's not sort of the best of movers, but I just think he's just when you let him down and you really drive him. I think he's such a quick horse, and to be honest, I think the round mile is going to suit him massively. Um, he is just a wild price. Yeah, nine to one's about. Like, he, I think. It's just ludicrous. I think they've priced him up on the fact that he ran well, below expectation in the guineas. But like at the end of the day, he was fifth. And the Dewhurst, he was down the field on horrible ground. And the guineas, he's not really run a bad race, but he's not run to form. Take all them out. He's unbeaten and he's shown really good form on quick ground, straight testing courses, soft ground he's won on. I think he's got the lot. I just don't think he likes Newmarket. Nine to one's overpriced. He, he's he's the bet here, isn't he? Hundred percent. Yeah. Poetic Flair obviously does set the standard with his Guineas win and his second in the Irish Guineas. It's just is is he not being campaigned a bit too busily? Well, I think he was as a two-year-old, wasn't he? Start of the year. No, he, he oh, only had oh, three was, runs as a two-year-old. That was one of the other Bolger horses, Max yeah, Winnie, I think. Flying or, Visit was campaigned yeah. very heavily as a two-year-old in the same colours. They all tend to be ran sort of traditionally. Like, they weren't sort of target races. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, he's top on ratings. Lucky Vega second on ratings. Fundamoon third, and Chindit joint fourth with Wembley. So Chindit should be the third or fourth favourite for this. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the bookies don't know whether they're coming or going on day one, do they? Like Fundamoon twenty to one in some places, ten to one in others. Uh, and <laughs> there's one that I've seen. Um, in the Wolferton at 5.35, which we're going to move on to next. There's one that I've seen there, and the bookies' opinions are just unbelievable. I, I can't get my head around it. Um, do you have anything else to say about St. James's Palace, or did I just sort of steal everything that you were going to say? Um, yeah, pretty, pretty much, mate. Um, I mean, it's lucky Rick Vega's last run before he goes down under for his stud career, so kind of hope he does run a nice race because... Um, Is it really? Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, um, he's been it's bought a bit of a by short, short racing career. Yeah, I think he's been bought by some Australian stallion company, and obviously their breeding season starts a hell of a lot earlier than ours. So yeah, this will be his last run. Um, I tell you what, though, I think at a, a massive price. Um, I do think Tactical might give you a run for your money. Yeah, so, so so do I, but I don't think I'd be willing to back him unless I was getting five places. Yeah, or even six. So, yeah, chin it's the bet. Let's move on. Yeah. Uh, the 5.35 on the Tuesday, the Wolverton Stakes. Your favourite at 5-1 to one is Patrick Sarsfield. Um, I think that he's the right favourite. He has the form behind Scaletti, where he was just beaten by a length and a quarter in October 2020, two weeks before Scaletti finished second in the Champion Stakes. Um, Scaletti's won a Group 1 as well this year. So that tells me Patrick Sarsfield is probably better than listed class. And... Um, he lost by a head in a listed race on his reappearance, but he was given the winner £16. Um, and in this race, he's not got a weight penalty like a few of his other rivals. So I, I think he's certainly the right favourite. Um, I, I have got some notes on a couple of others, but so I don't steal all your thunder again, I'll just let you uh, say what you want to say. Uh, yeah, so I actually think um, you've got a pretty decent price about a new order. What what price what price is he at the moment? He's um, biggest best price tens, worst yeah. eights. Jesse Harrington. Um, I mean, he's won at Ascot again. I think on the straight mile, wasn't it? Um, yeah, the solid stone. But that was on soft ground. I think he's priced on his liking for a bit of cut in the ground. But he has won on good ground before. Um, and I think Tom Marquand doesn't have a ride in this, and they just seem to. I think Tom Marquand's style really suits this horse. He's, he's a horse that takes a little bit of working up, but then will just gallop all the way to the line for you. Um, his form in England this year hasn't been that great. Uh, you'd have really wanted him to beat Kinross last time, but I think the horse was just given a better ride by Dottori on the day. Shane Foley came over. Um, but I think he's overpriced in this. Uh, I think it'd be my bet. Was Kinross given... A better ride by the Tory, or did he just improve dramatically for the application of cash? Oi, Fran Berry. <laughs> we love it. Um, yeah, no, I think he was given a good ride. Yeah, all right, fair enough. <laughs> um, 14 to 1 into 5 to 1 in a matter of 10 minutes would uh, would tell me otherwise. Um, the two stout horses, Solidstone and Sangarius, which one do you think turns up? Both have more booked. I, I can't see both turning up, can you? No, I think, given the ground, I think you'll more likely see Sangarius turn up. Really? Mm. Yeah, I, I do, I, yeah. I, 
I would prefer to see Solid Stone turn up. Um, I, I what? So my horse could beat him again. Yes. I don't. <laughs> you you know me. I don't rate Sir Michael Stout, Judmont, and Brian Moore as a trio. I I just don't rate them. And Sangarius, he's not lived up to expectations at all. He he should have won that Brigadier Gerard doing handstands, shouldn't he? Um, the, the only positive that I can see for Sankaris is him returning to the scene of his Hampton Court win. That's that's the only positive that I can see for him. He did win that day really nicely as well. He, he won it really well um, with Dottori on board. On, honestly, just put put Dottori on Sankaris. Let Ryan Moore have solid stone, and then you might get a decent-ish race. Um, Gosden uh, has got Dottori booked on Forest of Dean, who I, I don't really know what to make of after his all-over exploits. Nor do I, mate. Nor do I. But oh. anything with Frankie on round Ascot, I mean, he, he rides the place like it's his back garden, doesn't he? It's like at Zany and, and Doncaster. Yeah, but the one that I uh, I spotted where the bookies had quite the disparity was Yukon Glen. He's top of the field on overall ratings. He beat Sangarius, giving him weight by four and a quarter lengths in the Brigadier Gerard. So he's got a five pound penalty to contend with, but. He's fourteen to one with Betfair and Paddy, and he's six to one with three six five. I think that fourteen to one is massively overpriced for this horse. I'm not sure about his Ascot record. He's he's ran quite a few times, hasn't he, in his career? Uh, one win at Ascot from two two starts there. It's it could be better. He could be unbeaten there. <laughs> oh, you don't ask for a lot, do you? No, but. It, <laughs> He's a bit overpriced. Um, 14 yeah. to 1 is definitely each way value. Um, I, I like Victory Chime as the rank outsider. Uh, and when I say I like him, I just like him as a horse. I don't think that he's up to this level. Well, he's 33 in a place and 14 in another. I know. I it's think, abs- yeah. it's absolutely bam, isn't it? I don't know if they're asked from their elbow for this day. One, one horse that I used to like was Fox Tal. I think he was fourth in, a cha- uh, in the champion stakes behind Magical. But he's very ungenuine. He's not looked anywhere near that level this season um so i'm gonna look away from him um rightly so stormy antarctic has a three pound penalty for a listed success at goodwood last time out but he won quite nicely that day one mile two is perhaps more his trip than a mile these days but the one that i'm gonna take a small chance on would be felix um marco boy hasn't had a winner from 25 runners in the last fortnight but felix ran an absolute belter to finish four lengths behind lord north in the dubai turf and uh i, I quite like him i'd probably just have a small win bet on him at eight to one in what is quite a competitive race um you know it's it's just a listed race so some people might be a bit snobby about it but it's thrown up some corkers in the past like a dave and magic wand um they finished first and second in this race in 2019, I think it was. And they've obviously both gone on to bigger and better things. So it's, it's a really nice competitive race. I can't pin my colours down to one, but I would have a speculative play on Felix just with the Lord North form and no weight to carry. Great. So you've mentioned three quarters of the field. Yeah, but I've only put up one and an each way. So two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Also, I, 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 I tried my best not to bite when you said uh, some might be snobby because it's a listed race. No, I, I, it wasn't just aimed at you. Like, I'm, I'll admit I'm a bit snobby as well when it comes to races. Uh, I, I just want to see the best quality, but a lot of these will prove to be better than listed quality in time. Yeah, I agree. Um, we didn't mention the unbeaten Faisal, but I, I don't think he's up to this level. I, I'd have him a bigger price i certainly think that forest of dane should be shorter than faisal i'd even have stormy antarctic and you can glenn shorter than faisal faisal's golden horn isn't he uh he is yeah so you're yeah, he needs gonna four miles like, he needs four miles heavy on. ground and chase <laughs> uh wrapped up the tuesday pretty quickly we'll go on to the wednesday then um yeah and this will be the last day of races that we do um in this pod just because the other entries aren't out um we'll go to the queen mary i don't think that this is ordered properly that's i feel like i'm missing someone <laughs> oh roofing is roofing not going i'm not sure i think there's been money for wesley's other horse uh yeah twilight gleaming no recently. longer in the field and twilight gleaming heads the market um i'll let you go uh and get started with this because i know you love your two-year-olds yeah, I'm just going to double check that Twilight Gleaming is actually a filly. Um, yeah, she is. She is. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm, I'm happy with that. So <laughs> there's no Colts running in this race. Um, this looks like an absolute nightmare uh, to get off, Crazy, to, get off to the Wednesday. Um, but there is one that I've... Uh, there's, I think there's two in here that I would, I would like to play. Um, there's Get Ahead of Clive Cox's... Um, course and distance winner and she, she did that really well um i think the forms worked out okay as well um two wins one's placed from that race so like you can't complain i think by showcasing as well damn side dutch art she's just all about speed and she galloped all over them last time and won really cozily in the end i think that's good form and she's quite overpriced here what is she she's 12. about 12 yeah 12 to 1 i think that's um obscene i think she's she's definitely going as well so if you were to take her now or whenever this is put out depends on mike's editing skills um friday night the field's, yeah the field's gonna cut up massively and i think at that price it's it's um interesting and the other one i like is quick susie um she also has quite good form and she's in about 20 to 1 if she goes um i think she could be she could be value so she was a winner over six furlongs at the Curra, and that day she, she won with her head in her chest. And then she was beaten by, I think, a debutant in a in a Group Three at Nace the time time after. I think yeah, she's yeah. just a a five furlong horse at the moment. She's by Profitable, who won the King Stand here as well. I think she's versatile with regards to ground. She's won on yielding, and she was a well, a quite a close second on 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 soft ground. I think at the prices at the moment, those two would be my bet. Um, but I think looking at the field as it is now, I think it's going to cut up plenty. The the field's just, it, it's a minefield, isn't it? To be quite yeah. frank. Um, I think that my plays at the moment um, would be Nymphadora and Desert Dreamer. I quite like the form. Um, Nymphadora was sixth in the desert tree in the maiden at Desert Dreamer won, and Nymphadora then followed up by being canonized in the Mary Gate at York. 
Um, she made a couple of other good fillies there in the form of Crazy Land and Sienna Bonnie, Fabiosa, etc. So I think that Nymphadora will improve. Um, she certainly improved dramatically from her first start to her second, that's for sure. Um, beautiful Sunshine, I know that George Bowie thinks an awful lot of her. Um, she was very disappointing on her debut, which was actually the Desert Dreamer race. But she's uh, she's come out and won twice since... Desert Dreamer won under a penalty over six furlongs. Why is she stepping back down to five? That's that's what I couldn't get my head around. I think Kevin Blake's napped her as well, right? I couldn't be too sure, mate. I'm not a big fan of Kevin Blake, especially when he can't even get his stats right. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm joking. I, I don't mind him. I, I just haven't seen that, to be honest I hope with he doesn't you. listen to this. No, um, sure some, someone, someone told me that was his nap. Um, the price absolutely capitulated yesterday. I think that Weaver put up Nymphadora. Um, and the price stayed the same. <laughs> Kevin Blake tipped up Desert Dream as you went from 25s into 10s. You're following them both in. That's what I love, using your own brain. Well, I am using my own brain. I, I, I said in the group chat over a week ago, I quite like Nymphadora as an each way better 10s. Yeah, um, fair enough. I, I, I don't know an awful lot about the rest. I, I know that one of our friends quite likes Eve Lodge, um, but would prefer her to step up to six after the way that she finished... Um, she flashed home behind Get Ahead, didn't she? Mm. Um, one at a huge price again. Um, I'll put this one up as the each way, and I'll say Nymphadora wins just to keep you happy. But 33 to 1 each way about Chew could be quite big. Uh, I think that David Evans thinks an awful lot of this horse, judging by the fact that it was back from 40 to 1 into 100 to 30. Yeah, that was mad. Yeah, um, I'm not completely sure how well that form is working out. Um, uh, not well, mate, not well. I think only okay. one horse has played but since. She, she, oh, no, she, there was no Nay Nicky that's, that's given it, well, I mean, somewhat of a boost. It won a maiden Philly stakes over six. Yeah, um, she could improve easily anyway. She's only had the one start. Um, and if you look back down at ninth is El Hadia, who was second to get ahead and third to Desert Dreamer. So she was probably unsuited by the soft ground on that occasion was El Hadia, but she she brought good form into the race and she went off as an odds on favourite and shoe fairly slapped her about. <laughs> for yeah. want of a better phrase. Um thirty three to one. Yeah, for, for want of a better phrase. <laughs> yeah. Thirty three to one could be quite big for shoe, but I think that Nymphadora would probably be my bet on the day. Do you want to move on? Yeah, let's move on. Yeah, I haven't got any notes for the Wednesday races. I'm doing this all from my head. I didn't have any um, notes for uh, the the Tuesday, to be honest with you. So <laughs> yeah, you're, you're doing better well. than I am. The the Queen's Vase is the next race, and I, I'm not a great fan of this race in general. I think Santiago won it last year on his way to Irish Derby success. Wordsworth, the full brother to Kew Gardens, is the favourite for it this year at five to two. Will you Looking be back to in emulate his, or... his uh, full brother as well? Kew Gardens won it in eighty. Did he? Yeah, ah, it's one at the year before as well. But wasn't it at Chester the year before? Oh. I, I, I'm convinced that Stradivarius won a race called the Something Vars at Chester, and that's any road. I'm this not is too little, sure, mate. That's this is really a little obscure. bit of trivia. Yeah. Um, Stradivarius, Stradivarius. He was second at Chester in a handicap. Um, no, perhaps I'm just a clown. Yeah, maybe you're having a meltdown. But there's been some good winners at this no, race no, he, yesterday. Yeah, leading he did my... win this race. 
I've had a proper brain fart there, haven't I? You won it at Ascot under Azeni. Yeah, I'm not sure what you was going on about. So <laughs> should, we, should we just get stuck into this yeah, 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 before go you on. implode? Yeah, I'm um, sorry for embarrassing myself. It's all right, mate. Nobody's listening. <laughs> um, this is a this is a nightmare. But I, do you know what? I I do I do like one that I think will be quite a big price. Can we move on? Because I already know what you're gonna say. Go on. You're gonna say the Golden Horn Colt. Which is Golden Flame. <laughs> I actually am as well. <laughs> I think this trip um, brings out the best of these Golden Horn lot, which is interesting because he tended to be a lover of ten furlongs on lightning fast ground, and all of his offspring seem to want completely op- the opposite. Um, Same with Frankel. Yeah, so it's it's a weird one, but I think he was pitched into very high company last year as a two-year-old he was i think he raced in the chesham didn't he and i think he went off almost favorite as well he was open in favorite but then battleground yeah, got he, yeah he, off he, the was, he was far off of eight yeah um he's won two races this year um albeit at chelmsford and bath so he's gonna have to take a step up but he's a uh, an official mark of 85 at the minute so I think, given the calibre of horse he's going to be taking on, I think the betting could have him quite a bit big, quite a bit bigger than he ought to be. Especially as there could be a half decent sized field here. I think you might get four places. I think he might be a sneaky one for the each way money at, at this trip, which I think will definitely bring out the best in him. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I don't really have any preference at all in this race just looks very tough it's yeah basically full of what i would say failed derby horses is that fair Ooh. to say that's like, a sting well yabir is in there he's been very disappointing he's actually been gelded after his three uh, starts this season um i'd take a speculative swing on stowell um he'd be unbeaten if brab havlin had models right, yeah <laughs> um, so I'd just take a speculative swing on him he, he managed to win under Martin Harley last time out so he must have some bundle of talent um, 16 to 1 is probably a fair enough price but I can't say that I'm too taken by anyone else in the field at all uh, there's just another one that I'm going to mention um, it's more intertwined than you would think so Marshall Plan another golden horn horse um actually he beat my selection golden flame um at wolverhampton uh really early in the year and i think all of them well all of them have ran from that race one since golden flame being in that category he marshall plan won that race and then he was it was a weird one they kept him to the all weather and he got quite an unlucky i'd say bad ride from frankie um at lingfield and the winner of that race mandoob um is still unbeaten he actually won yesterday i think beating princess nadia and i think he's definitely going to go up to at least the high 90s after that so i think both of the golden horn horses that i've mentioned golden flame and marshall plan represent decent upcoming form lines so i think both of them will be overlooked in the bet and they could be nice each way uh proposition against the favorite on the day 
They've got a bit to find on ratings with your beer and recovery run, haven't they? But this, this, yeah. this trip at this stage for three-year-olds, any any amount of improvement can happen. And it can catch out the ones at the top of the official ratings because judged on their official ratings, they've pretty much almost or even perhaps even reached their peaks. Whereas these Golden Horn horses, we all know that they need about 10 miles. So yeah. this trip definitely brings out the best in them. And I think they just could be overlooked in the market. Be nice for him to get a Royal Ascot winner as well. Uh, yeah, it would be. Um, I must ask as well. Uh, after his disappointing run in the Lingfield Derby trial, do you still fancy Kiprios for the ledger? No. No. Okay. <laughs> we'll move on then. <laughs> uh, we'll move on to the 340, the Duke of Cambridge. Lady Beaufort is a solid two-to-one favourite after her performance in the Lockinge. Um, do you have any strong opinion on this? Because I sure don't. No, I don't. I think uh, Double or Bubble could be one, give you a run for your money. Yeah, Ascot that's what winner. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, I, to be to be quite honest, on form, Lady Beaufort should be should be dispatching these quite easily. Yeah, um, despite the penalty. Despite the penalty. I think she's probably the best horse in the race. I'd, I'd go out on a wing and say that. Um, she's been back like defeats out of the question in the last couple of days as well. People have seen a lot of money for her, and some bookies are even saying that she's the liability of the week. Um, she ought to win two to one, um, but I think there's twelves about for double or bubble, so I, I might play that on the day, depending on how the field cuts up. Yeah, I, I think I backed Lavender's Blue in this race last year, and she was awful. Um, I'm not going to fall into the same trap again. Double or bubble, I think that. She could be a really nice bet. She she won as she liked on her seasonal reappearance, didn't she? She did. Um, not sure how well the form has worked out. I think it's actually worked out okay. I think Beat Le Bon's gone in again since, hasn't he? I'm not too uh, sure. He, no, no. he's just been a neck last time out. That's that's my bad. Um, symbolised ran well in the what's it called, the Victoria Cup. Um, just didn't quite get home. Uh, <laughs> It's, it's a tricky one, this race. Lady Beaufort should win, but I don't want to fall yeah. into the trap of putting up another favourite. Um, Parents' prayer would have a cracking chance if she was turned out this quickly again. I think she won quite effortlessly at Epsom um, at the weekend. Definitely an up-and-coming horse for Archie Watson. Um, Fura, I think that that's Ben Battle's sister, isn't it? A second to Lavender's yeah. Blue at Kempton. Here's, here's a question for you. I'm just going to ask on, you. Looking at this field, um, this has got no bearing whatsoever on tips, but what what would you say? Because I think there's so many contenders for answer of this question. In this in this race, which filly or mare would you say is just the most infuriating? Like, you know she's got all the ability, but she just never puts it together. And when she does, like, it's in a field so weak but you know she's just capable of so much more. Well, who, who? All yeah. of them. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. There in, is, in the Angel, a... but she's got an awful head carriage. I know. Um, that's has literally won a group one, but has been terrible this season. In the Angel was the horse I based the question around, so yeah. Yeah. I, I think she could be a, a proper black type contender at, if she if she just sorted it out. This whole field is just horses yeah. that promise so much but that's why i've taken quite a shine to double or bubble because she seems admirably consistent and she, and she doesn't yeah she she doesn't have a head carriage she doesn't 
look green. She doesn't buckle under pressure. I think she's a solid bet at 12s. Yeah. I mean, go, going on to like having more talent um, than you've shown, Valeria Messalina was second, beating a short head by one master at Goodwood. And she's come sixth in both of her stats since. She should be yeah. showing more. Like, like, that is unbelievably good form. Um, it's just very frustrating to follow some of these. Like Onassis, what what trip does she want? Does she want a mile? Seven <laughs> furlongs? Six? Charlie Fellows can't decide. How are we supposed to know as punters? Yeah. I, I just, Even Queen I, Power is just so... You just don't know which Queen Power is going to turn up. This race is an absolute don't, don't, nightmare for punters. Don't get me started. Don't get me started on Queen Power. I was okay. so... I knew that she was going to win last time out, but I talked myself out of it because she had form of 2 3 4 3 2. I was just like, oh, she's going to come third again. But she was obviously well and above the best in the field last time out. Um, Yeah, Lady Belfort wins and double or bubble each way for me. I think you're in agreement, are you? Echo, dear. Yeah, we'll just go straight on to the Prince of Wales and this is probably going to be the race of the meeting, would you say? Um, If they all turn up, yeah, if yeah, if a Dave versus Lord North versus Aldaria versus My Obron Desert Encounter Armory and Love Sangarius is actually in here. Please God, don't send him here. <laughs> Serpentine's also in here, but I'm not sure whether he'll go. Um, no, he's been taken out. He's been taken out. All right. Yeah, I, I'm dreading that Love meets the same fate. I'd love to see Love here. Um, no, no pun intended. Um, but I just can't see it happening, and I think that the bookies are the same. Um, William Hill are five to four on Lord North. You're not going to go five to four on Lord North if Love is turning up. That's that's just a fact, isn't it? I'd say yeah. Um, I don't know if she will turn up though. No, she's got the pretty Polly option, hasn't she? She does, but they need to get a run into her if she's going to be a real art contender. Yeah, the, I think that they've had plans for her three or four times already this season and pulled her out yeah. of each and every one. She needs to run badly. Are they struggling to get her fit, or like, what's what's the story? Have you seen anything? Um, I haven't. No, I've usually got my my uh, Coolmore pajamas on, but I I I literally heard nothing about love. Nightmare. Um, well, I think that Lord North. Another favourite. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, No point in trying to hide it. Um, Lord North just wins um i think that he would win as well even if love ran i think that his turn of foot is absolutely electric he he will take all of the beating for me i do really like a dabe and i'm surprised a dabe is rated higher on overall ratings but he's obviously a much better horse on softer ground and i don't think that he's gonna get that next wednesday so lord north is probably the win bet um while we're going on about horses I don't like, as well as Sangarius, um, I also don't like Ordaria. Ordaria? Ordaria. Uh, she's a handicapper who somehow managed to win at the Breeders' Cup, beating my selection by a neck, and then also managed to win in Deauville, beating my selection by a neck. So I can't say that I'm a great big fan of Ordaria. Um, I preferred her when she was running in handicaps at Newcastle, to be honest. Uh, how does a, how does a horse start a season coming eight for fourteen and six of nine in listed races, and then finish the season with two Group One wins? Make make it make sense. I can't, mate. I can't. James, James Fanshawe just must be an amazing trainer. 
Um, that's that's all I'm going to say. If Ardaria wins, I'll be very disappointed. Can we move on? <laughs> yeah, let's move on. Um, Who was your yeah, selection for that? Sorry, just say say again. Uh, probably Lord North, yeah. Oh, and you were slandering me for putting up a favourite. <laughs> yeah, um, well, he has on. actually been beaten by Escobar around Ascot as well, to be fair. Who, Lord North? Uh, yeah. Yeah, but that was in the Balmoral, wasn't it? Straight mile Straight as well. Mile. I think he yeah. loves a bend. And a step up and trip. Yeah. Um, Who do you think will be on him, actually? Will it be... What, Lord North? Yeah. Frankie. He's already think? dropped up. Yeah. Uh, I think James Doyle gets a real good tune out of him, though, to be so, fair. Well, so, so do I, but um, Frankie's one on him in Dubai. I think that Frankie will probably just keep the ride at this point. Yeah, it's Ascot as well. Yeah. Um, five o'clock. Do you want to do the Royal Hunt Cup? I know that you're not the greatest fan of handicaps. There's currently 69 runners. Um, I'll politely pass, mate, but if you've an opinion. Uh, I don't have an opinion, but our good old friend Brunch is in there. Oh, well, yeah, nah, Brunch wins then. That's yeah. calm. Thanks for letting me know. I'll, Screw I'll, the other 68. Brunch, brunch for the win. 100%. Uh, pff, I'm just trying to scroll down it now and see if I have any sort of opinion that I can give, but unfortunately, I don't. So we'll move on. Um, I have just seen Escobar's in there, actually. Escobar's Ooh, the Lord North form. <laughs> He's 25 to 1. Um, he ran a belter in the Victoria Cup to finish third after being, quite frankly, rubbish last season um if you can rediscover that form in handicaps then i don't see any reason why he can't finish in the first seven maybe eight if you're lucky with sky uh we'll just move on then we'll wrap up this pod with the 535 the listed windsor castle stakes and this is where roofing has been entered this is where roofing is and he's also wesley's also got golden bell in there who has never ran before ever interesting um it's, this is always a really tricky race, and I remember one time I didn't have a rate, I didn't have a bet in it um, in 2019. I, I just couldn't think of anything to bet on, so I just backed Aidan O'Brien blind, and his horse won. I've got a little question for you: Do you remember the name of Aidan O'Brien's winner in 2019 in this race? Southern, Southern Hills. Yeah. Well, I, I call you, more pajamas to sleep. I thought that you'd think about it a little bit more especially considering <laughs> sorry, that sorry. you wanted me to give him a show yeah you wanted me to give him a show i yeah. remember when washington dc ran this won this race mate how, how on earth is southern hills actually standing at stud for three grand after showing little to no form he he won this race and then seventh 12th and sixth and retired hey loads of winners of this race go on to be quite successful speed precocious sort of talents in the sheds um i think they do i mean uh, in this day and age the whole sort of industry is just running speed on speed on speed um so i think i think uh that's probably the reason he, st- he stands uh three thousand pounds i mean you can really charge much more given what he's done after but <laughs> he, he is a royal ascot winner and i mean what what else would you take him to start? True. Um, a quick so, two-year-old. Roofing is the favourite. Do you think that she's the likeliest winner? Um, likeliest winner, yes. Would I have a bet on her? Him, no. Uh. Uh. <laughs> you are allowed Phillies in the Windsor Castle, right? That's yeah, you are. That's not going against tradition. I tend to not really have a bet in this anyway. Um, 
tends to throw up the odd sort of weird result. Um, yeah, like some bills. Yeah, <laughs> he was seven to one. Nine to one, wasn't he? Uh, I think he was seven. Uh, I've got him at nines. That's what. That's all I remember. Decent. What was his SP? I don't know. I can't be bothered to check. Um, no, I I don't really have an opinion in this. Let me just check. I'm just looking through them, and a a hell of a lot of them are already like double entered. Um, Yeah. This race is just effectively a B Tech Coventry, isn't it? Hundred percent. Yeah. And a B Tech Queen Mary. Southern Hills was seven to one. Coolmore Pajamas. Coolmore Pajamas. Well done. Um, Yeah, I, I, I don't want to put up an opinion for this just yet. There's still 46 runners in the field. This is the problem with doing pods so far in advance but obviously it, they're all time dependent aren't they um now i'm just gonna say silks pass at 33 to 1 because i was at redcurt when he won and he won nicely and i think it was daryl holland's first ever two-year-old so that's what i'm gonna say you're a winner or first ever two-year-old uh, i think it was his first ever two-year-old runner um, he told jim crowley you're going up to redcurt to ride a winner and me and my mate that I went to Redco with, we noticed that Jim Crowley was only there to ride one Hamdan Al Maktoum horse and this lad. So we backed this lad. Uh, I think he was backed off the boards as well, actually. He opened up about 9-2 to two and he went off 13-8, to eight, something like that. Um, So Silk's pass. I'm just going to stick with him out of loyalty because I don't know what else turns up. I don't even know if this guy's going to turn up, but I like him. And he won quite well on debut and this is his only entry. So... Big up Silks Pass. Let's hope that he can get the job done. Fair play. I've got a question for you now, mate. Go on. You, you but, can't look at your screen. Too, don't make it too testing. I won't. You can't look at your screen. Which screen? Whatever screen <laughs> you're using to look, at the, wi- look at the card. Oh, right, okay. I've right. got Wikipedia open on the other one. I hope okay. that helps. So, you've got to tell me the owner of Bond Chairman. Bond Chairman? Yeah. How am I going to tell you that without looking at my screen? I I think I've seen it on Twitter once. He, wasn't he really well backed at Musselburgh on debut? Um, he was, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't tell that's you who owns it. That's though. interesting. Chairman? No? Doesn't that connote any owners to you? I don't know. King, is Fair it enough. King Power? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the road I was trying to lead you down, yeah. It's not, it's not actually. Power, it? It's he's... not a King Power. No. It's owned by... Bond Thoroughbred Limited, but if you would have asked me that question, I'd have immediately gone Bond Power. Well, uh, yeah. Bond Power, King Power. Yeah, I, I know that. Um, Fox Chairman. Yeah. What What are the other ones? Chair. Well, there's only Fox Chairman, isn't there? You've led yourself down a dead end here. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> perhaps, yeah. But no, I, I I remember watching that debut at Musselburgh, and I know that he wore black, so I knew it wasn't King Power. He was beaten by the Coventry selection as well next time out of Sandown. See? He was. Ebro River, yeah. Nice. Fairly slapped him about for want of a better <laughs> race. Yeah, I think it's time we slapped this pod about and uh, pressed end call. But um, thank you very much for listening, fellas um, and lasses. We hope that you've enjoyed our return and we hope that we've banged in some winners for you. Um We'll be recording days three, four, and five, one day next week, either Monday or Tuesday, and then just uploading it the following day. Hopefully, it gives you plenty of time to listen before um, before the Thursday, Friday, and the Saturday. And we'll see you next time. Anything to add, Harry? No. I hope you enjoy Ascot.
Yeah, I echo that. Take it, Mark and Charlotte off our screens, ITV, for Christ's sake. Oh, God, I forgot about them. They're going to come back, aren't they? Uh, I think they've made a cameo appearance at the Derby, mate, and I switched off. Yeah, I, I must have missed that, thank God. Right. Can't wait to see all the lovely hats. <laughs> I can. We'll, <laughs> we'll see you guys later. Thanks for listening.